Xbox, record this as a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello. I didn't see you over there. Daddy D. Wally here, and welcome to Xbox Record This, episode 41. Did I ever tell you guys uh, how I got the oh, hello entrance from? It's, it, feels like, it feels like uh, something from like a news show, where like the intro, or they're showing like the news studio, and everyone's working, and they see the camera, and they're like, oh, like that's what it reminds me of. Joining me as always, I'll tell you the real story to that and the conclusion to the exciting antidote, anecdote. Uh, as always, as the assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear, Chipotle Bear, how are you? I am good, man. I was chatting with Bubba Boy ahead of this that it's been a very long couple of weeks. This week has been particularly rough and uh, in the world of education, lots of changes happening. Uh, so I'm I'm great. I'm happy to be here with you guys, excited to talk on our normal show. I loved having Joseph last week. Uh, it was really fun, uh, but I definitely missed just the banter between the three of us. So excited for that, man, and um, ready, to, ready to do it tonight. Thank you. Yes. And speaking of yeah, having a tough week, I've had a tough week dealing with our assistant to the assistant to the co-host nagging me every five seconds about this Google Doc. Guys, a little behind the scenes here. We share a Google Doc on uh, Google Docs to with the show notes. And for some reason, Bubble Boy cannot seem to access it. And then he proceeds to complain to all of us in our text chat. I literally wanted to blow my brains out this week. I was seriously losing it. And he's laughing right now and he's (laughs) muted, but it's not funny. I was like dreading coming here because I know he's just going to text me every five minutes before I got here. So anyway, joining us as always, for some reason, the assistant, the assistant, the co-host, he's still here. coming back. boy N7. Hello. I had no intentions of bringing it up. It's it's working perfectly now. I added the news story I wanted to talk about earlier because I brought my iPad to work. It's great. It's great. I don't know. Well, what you're there you about. have it, guys. He's he's figured it out. As Jose just mentioned, actually, back to the quick story. The ho- yeah, I want to oh, hear the anecdote. Yeah, is when Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, Ben Affleck slides in between these two girls at the bar and the famous. An incredible movie, Academy Award-winning film, Goodwill Hunting, and he go. This is his move: how he slides into the bar and he, and he just like bumps into the girl. And he's like, "Oh, hello!" And that was his end to talk to the girls. And Cito and I have always loved that in uh, that pickup, and we've been referencing it since. Gosh, that movie probably did come out in high school, so that's where the "Oh, hello" comes from. So there you have it, Ben Affleck, Goodwill Hunting. Go look it up. I'll, I'll have a link in the description of the video if you want to see the. The great scene. Uh, like Jose mentioned, a huge XRT thank you to Joseph Moran for joining us last week. I had a blast talking about PlayStation and just hearing his insight to the industry and just having someone who's been doing this for a while on the show. And I really, really appreciate the time he took to come join us because let's be honest, it doubled our YouTube videos from like eight to 24, tripled it. So, I mean, there you have it, guys, the Joseph Moran effect right there. And along with that, I'd love to give a huge XRT shout out. First of all, all the way back from all the tweets, all the love that we got 
uh, to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast. Followed us. Thank you, Project X Talk. X Talk. Uh, Joe Dubs thirty five followed us on Twitter. Shout out Joe Dubs thirty five for following XRT on Twitter. Kev Talks Games. Big shout out to him. Big gamer. Shout out to Kev Talks Game and huge shout out to Zencaster, the program, the application that we used last week that saved us because Riverside failed us last week with our only gust. So huge shout out to Zencaster liking our tweet and retweeting our XRT clip. Incredible. Zencaster, we're coming to you as soon as this contract with Riverside is, op- is over. That's how you get business, you guys, is you just follow us. Do you think it's ironic that our feed has been messing up since we started saying that we're going to move to Zencaster? Shout out to Rick, or sorry, to Ricky Bobby, to Bobby Bobby Miller for following us. Shout out to PT, PTKBL4M for following us on Twitter. Shout out to Ash for following us. And a huge XRT thank you to everybody who liked our tweet with Joseph. Maybe I'll read these at the end because I'd love to shout out some love to all these people. You know what? I kind of want to do it right now, but I I won't do that to you guys. So again, thank you to Joseph and all the love from uh, him over there. Also, huge shout out to his best buddy, uh, Mr. Kyle, Mr. K-Step. Also sent him a message. Kyle, we got to get you on the show. I sent you a Always welcome here, buddy. Yep. Uh, absolutely and uh, again to all the love from the uh, the trophy room a playstation podcast on my rotation uh along with sacred symbols is the only playstation podcast i listen to so again thank you joseph thank you to all the uh trophy room playstation podcast followers and thanks for all the love you guys really appreciate it jose chance anything you want to add to that no it's just it was just a pleasure uh to have joseph on the air lots of laughs and uh you know, we're very grateful for uh, him reaching out. You know, we we are not unaware that Joseph is what we would consider a pro, right? Like in terms of just doing this for a long yeah. time and his experience and his following. And so for him to take the time to meet with uh, three good friends who just like to talk about Xbox, we're very appreciative. And uh, I also just am really happy. Mm-hmm. I know that for a long time, we, we, we talk a lot about PlayStation versus Xbox. And it was nice to just be like, look, we're all on the same page, that we love games and uh, we respect the hard work of a yeah. lot of people. So it was nice, man. Chance, anything you want to add? Yeah, I loved the whole, like, it's not a versus thing. It's just, hey, here's two different things. And and I love his take, and I was listening to their show that released this morning, and he was like, the future is just an app. And if you want to play that app from an Xbox, great. If you want to play that app from your PlayStation, great. It doesn't matter, but because um, they, they will be getting, Microsoft and Sony will be getting their money from that app, and... Um, I like that world. I like the world where you don't have to be yeah. like, oh, you have a PlayStation uh, or uh, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, it just like- comes down to similar to Android phones and iPhone phones. One's going to be Android, one's going to be Apple. And you get to pick the hardware that you like, and hopefully we can play those games. And then they'll each have a few exclusives on there. So, um, yeah, I I can't wait. I, I, I've been playing... Uh, like I said last week, some, uh, what the heck is that game? Horizon Zero Dawn. It's good. Like, uh, Chance, I'm getting a lot of Tomb Raider vibes. I'm like, this gameplay is identical. Stealth, air, bow and arrow. It's pretty dang close. Picking up Reason Crafty. Like, dude, it's going into tombs, but they're not tombs, you know? Like, I'm like, eh, <laughs> I like Tomb Raider. But the one thing I can't stand is that the, the dual sense thumbsticks are just terrible the, the overall i said this in the text the ergonomics are good but the thumbstick i 
I showed them on there. I got those control freak things for it. So anyway, I just can't wait to play PlayStation games with Xbox hardware. So that's not where I was getting uh, with that. Let's continue the shout out love with some shout outs that we missed the last couple of weeks. And I apologize to our regular uh, write-ins here. So let's get to some shout outs. Jay Bizzle wrote on YouTube a few weeks ago. If I recall, Earthworm Jim was Jay Biz's shout out when he guest hosted. Great episode, guys. I missed Bubble Boy when he wasn't here. Chance, please stop getting sick. Olive Garden is great. Breadsticks. Take some vitamin C or something, Chance. Please do Game of the Year. Well, we ended up doing Game of the Year, so I hope that You're answered welcome. your question there. Um, and then he also wrote, this was an actual, he wrote into us. And Jose, where can people write to us if they'd like to be featured on the show? You can always write in on all social media and on Gmail to xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Jay Bizzle writes in and says, Hey, fellas. Hope all is well. Christina and I were watching TV the other night and Talladega Nights came on. She told me to change it, but I didn't, of course. Then she kept laughing as we continued watching. She's a closet Will Ferrell fan, even though she says she thinks the comedy is stupid. It got me wondering... What are your top five Will Ferrell films? And then he has his list right here. Number five, Old School. Hilarious. Luke Wilson was a great pairing with Will. Number four, Elf. Number one Christmas movie of all time, without a doubt. Number three, Zoolander. Number two, Step Brothers. And number one, The Other Guys. I can't believe that's your number one, JPS. I'm a Mark Wahlberg simp. And those two together are all-time greats. Can't wait to hear your lists, Jay Bizzle. So would anyone like to share their top five Will Ferrell movies? Yeah, man. I'll go first if you want. Okay, go ahead. I'll go so last. My, so my number five here is uh, one that probably not a lot of people actually know from Will Ferrell, but it's actually like, it's probably like top 20 movies for me. Uh, and it's called uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, he plays a character named Harold Crick, and the movie is about this writer who writes stories about people dying and she starts writing a story about a guy named Harold Crick and it turns out that he's real. And so like she narrates things and they like happen in his life. And honestly, it's a romantic comedy. Like I'm going to be straight up. That's what the show is, but it's very creative and it's very funny. And it was a very different role for Will Ferrell. It's not the typical like slapstick kind of humor stuff, but I, I love it. It's a great film. If you've never checked it out, really heartwarming and uh, a great message. So check out uh, stranger than fiction. Number four, getting into more of the classic stuff. Fully agree. Number four, gotta love Brennan Huff, uh, Step Brothers, right? Just uh, all the interactions that he has with his brother, fantastic. Uh, number three, even though like, I don't know if I would choose to watch it all the time, but I, I quote it a lot and it's hilarious and like I use memes from it all the time. I have to give it out to Ron Burgundy from Anchorman. You know, it's just, I, you know, in a weird way, what makes me weird is that like living in that time was just so sexist. That just feels weird for me in today's world. And so like, uh, but, you know, I know they did a lot of it in satire and stuff and and obviously an awesome cast and the sequel was even more all-star, which is awesome. And then number two, just like J-Biz, I got to agree, Elf. Uh, you know, I watch Elf every Christmas. Like it genuinely like warms my heart. We watch it at school during cafeteria time. Like my kids love it. I got a shout out. And like we've talked about before, I love the fact that he just, he, he said that he didn't want to do a sequel because he didn't want to cheapen the character and he wants it to be pure. So like I, I have the utmost respect for that. And then my number one, Anybody guess what my number one is? It would have to be Talladega Nights or old school. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, right. but I'm here to party, too. 
because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. You know it, gotta love that Talladega Nights. Just a classic film. So many good one-liners, man. Uh, I got another quote for us to end the show later today, but that's my number one, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I like Bubble it. Boy, what about you? Um, I, I think almost the exact same group of films, except for one exception, um, just in different orders. So I had number five was Elf. Um, and not that really only because I do think it's seasonal. Like I probably wouldn't care to keep watching it if it came on tonight. Um, number four, old school. I think at the time when old school came out, I believe I bought it for my dad for his birthday. And I I remember saying, this is the greatest movie ever made. Um, and then Anchorman. Yeah. Can't say enough about Anchorman. Uh, Talladega Nights is classic, and my number one though is Step Brothers, and I just can't get. I, I think that his that Brennan character is the quintessential Will Ferrell of of all Will Ferrells. Like he is just ex- that's exactly what I think of, and the like. Ah, I just chance you are correct. So my list is very close to chances. I think actually no, I have one on here that. Isn't I might have to reorder this. So let's yeah, let's reorder this. I'm gonna go uh, number five. I think I'm gonna do Zoolander. Even though I love Zoolander and he's great as Mugatu in there, it's he's a side character there, but it's he's a fantastic one. And there's so many things I love about that movie and his quotes. He's absolutely so, right. Exactly. So I gotta have Zoolander on there. And then I'm gonna go. Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to go old school because, again, he's kind of a side character in there, just kind of the crazy guy. But what's there is really good. And then uh, this jumped up to me because the more I think about it, there are some great quotes in there. Is Talladega Nights, the legend of Ricky Bobby. Don't you do that. To, don't you put that on don't me, Don't you Ricky put Bobby. that evil on me, Ricky there's Bobby. A, there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff surrounding it that makes that really good. But to me, the movies that stand out, and it's like Chance said, Anchorman, I thought the first Anchorman was so funny the first time so i mean he still has like doesn't he do a podcast with as as uh what's his face as still Burgundy. to this day and then uh, then i was so disappointed by the sequel my gosh that's one of the worst movies ever that he's done for sure but number one chance is absolutely correct and i don't know how you didn't have this number one or hired jose step brothers is absolutely will ferrell's best work him and oh gosh what's his name what's his brother's name john c Riley. John C. Yeah. Prestige worldwide. They are because their chemistry, another level. Yeah, Step Brothers is up there as one of the all time uh, great comedies to me. So thank you, Jay Bez, for that excellent and warm up question. Just quick shout outs on honorable mentions. I had Mugatu on there as a character. Chaz Michael Michaels, mm-hmm. Blades of Glory, phenomenal. Jackie Moon, Tropics. I mean, it was the movie wasn't as good, but the character was yeah. so yeah. good. Steve yeah. Butabi, Night at the Roxbury, Chez Reinhold from Wedding Crashers. Chez Reinhold is not a kook, right? Like oh, just dude, yeah, Wedding so Crashers. Yeah, like, that was a small role, but so good. Yeah, oh man, that's a good one. Uh, let's continue. Well, hold on, real quick. Outs. I, I, oh, so okay. many people oh that that um, Jay Z and Kanye song that you played earlier. So many people have no idea that that's from Blades of Glory. Do you? Yep. But other pop quiz. Do you know what song he's talking about when he says we're gonna skate to one My song humps. and one song? Black Eyed Peas. Yep. 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 Don't take me to trivia. You know I'm gonna take that <laughs> trophy. All right, go back back to D Wally. Back to the shoutouts. X Bacon wrote in, and this was after our. Uh, he also said, "Great job bringing him with Joseph. He loved it." 
he said he's no longer going to be on the show anymore because we've made it big time. So don't worry. We want to have you on for the final episode of uh, Power on the Story of Xbox. I forgot to tell you that, Bacon, but now you've heard it on the show. X Bacon writes in, great show, fellas. My 2021 game of the year list. Number five, Ratchet and Clank. Number four, Psychonauts 2. Number three, Forza Horizon 5. Number two, It Takes Two. And number one, Halo the Goat. Other awards that, uh, the game that should, shouldn't have ever happened, Battlefield 2042. Let's just forget what that game is and remember what the franchise was. The most broken game at launch award, Outriders. What an absolute caca show. And the award for the uninspired battle pass goes to Halo. Let's be honest here, boys. It's not great, but it will be in season two. And to be fair, they've addressed a lot of things and we play games to have fun, right, Bacon? And for don't and forget this one, boys. Favorite and forgot this one, boys. He said, favorite character in a game 2021. He wrote Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. I know the host with the most didn't like the game, but it was fun, and that's the correct answer. He's absolutely and right. I believe that's what Chance said. Chance wrote, love this one, Bacon. He's absolutely right. Jose, cue the cut. So there you go, Bacon. Bubble Boy approves of Drax. I liked Drax in the game too, but I thought that game was eh, gameplay boring. Had so he good, not been in it, went, I would have too like long. Muted. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah great point like he brings a perfect balance to their banter Mm -hmm. where i'm like oh gosh can you shut up but then drax will say something funny you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right like he saved a lot of that game for me well gentlemen uh let's jump right into the news because we've got a lot of stories that we missed last week and we will be covering power on episode five so the first story and this is straight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy, talk to us about the mysterious GTA 6 image that this, I, I swear this was published a while ago with this picture because I, I feel like I had seen it before. But yes, Rockstar uh, formally said that they are officially working on the next Grand Theft Auto. To me, this didn't seem like news. It's like, yep, it, this, this was coming. Well, I mean, it, it didn't, didn't think right? it was coming. And that, that just tells you how big of a game this is going to be and how big Rockstar is. Like somebody accidentally sneezed and dropped this picture and it got picked up and it's it's all anybody's talking about is Grand Okay, Theft so ta- tell me about this picture. I don't even like I'm looking at it and I'm like it looks like I think that's from San Andreas, right? Like I don't even actually know which part they're referencing that makes people think that it's Grand Theft Auto 6, but it's an excuse for people to start speculating and talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. So it's like they're going to do that. I I, I know we... Oh, no, I'm saying, can you give us some context to this picture that you're referring to? So there is the... Sorry. What it is, if you're not... I guess we don't have it up <laughs> here either. So even if you are watching on YouTube, yes. my bad. It's a picture of what looks kind of like... Um, gosh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Carl, right? Um, from Grove Street in San Andreas, and he's got a bunch of other pictures, like of different sceneries. Um, there's a UFO. There's what I think was maybe his house from Grove Street. Again, I oh, don't. Yeah. So it says it right here. There's a lot of GTA Five pictures. 
Mm-hmm. There's a Red Dead Redemption 2 picture, possibly real-life photos in here, a bunch of Grand Theft Auto V, but then unknown, possibly GTA 6. Notice the sky from Red Dead Redemption 2, and the house itself looks like the ones in Florida. So mostly all these pictures yeah. on the wall are GTA 5 and some Red Dead, but then yeah. there's this unknown one where... So Chance, you wanted to talk about... Um, well- I, what I just, are our hopes and dreams yeah. in for the next Grand Theft Auto Six? And let me I, just start off because I don't have I don't have much to say, Chance. Here's here's my story. What? Anything they do is gonna be incredible. And I'm just gonna wait. To me, this is this is I, I, Grand Theft Auto could be set in uh, a depressing third world country where you're just struggling to survive and it's gonna be entertaining and good. So it it doesn't really matter to me what they what they do. It's going to be incredible. Um, so, Chance, what are your hopes and dreams? Because you're more enthused about this. Yeah. For me, it's just like whatever they do. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Six. I is get that. Be a mega I hit. get that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, w- I'm ready for it. Right. It's been how many years? Was it two? I mean, it's been. It's almost three been generations now because it was the end of 360. It was all of Xbox One. Yep. So and it's still going strong with the Batman skins um, on <laughs> Series X, right? So. Here's the thing, Chance. It came out, I remember, it was September of 2013 because it was right before the yeah. Xbox One launch. Yeah, September, incredible. That was nine years ago, basically. If they are further on this than what people think or know, there's potential for them to hit that 10-year anniversary, but I don't think that's going to happen. So what are, what are where are, where do you hope the game to be yeah. set or what are you looking for? Yeah, to? so hear me out on this one. And I think that... One of the things that you hear from gaming companies or, or even movie companies all the time is like, with the next one, we're going to go bigger and harder and faster and stronger, right? Like, do everything bigger. And very rarely, I think, do places actually c- capitalize on that, unlike Grand Theft Auto. They do, right? So with five, they brought the three characters, that whole setting that was incredible, Um and, and the way you dropped in and out of different characters. So I would love to see them do the three character thing again. Um, it wouldn't necessarily have to be three, but I think at least two and no more than probably four. I, I really do think three is perfect. I, I started like really going into like, oh, what if they did this or what if they did that? And I, I, I stuck on Dubai. So what if they did this like Middle Eastern, almost Mediterranean, and they could have like a little bit of Greece and some of the ocean and then Dubai and the desert setting and gosh, anything you do with the Burj Al Khalifa, right? Like is going to be super cool. Um, I think that offers some really cool Grand Theft Auto style settings where you could have like this Saudi prince with all this money and you could also have like the Slumdog Millionaire character in there too. I really like that idea, Chance. I haven't heard that one yet. A lot of people have been focusing on let's keep it in the US, but I think that's a great idea. The only thing I think that you might have a roadblock with is are they willing to deal with all the backlash of potentially like doing it in like a a very, you know... (sighs) Oil rich Muslim country and I, all that Arabic. I don't know. Yeah, when you start getting, I mean, <laughs> when you start getting like that, it's like, but it's such a great There's setting. controversy with everywhere, right? Yeah, and then, I know. Exactly. And I thought about that too. And I was like, oh, well, they can't because of this or they can't because of that. And I was like, oh, maybe they can do China. But they can. Oh, wait, gosh, you can't can. do China. And then I was like, actually, maybe Mexico could work. Mexico has a lot of different terrain and they could have yeah, some pretty cool. Well, but I mean, two totally different games, and and Still a it great game. would offer oh, yeah. 
like the kind of scope, but I'm telling you, man, in as much as I've been begging for a London setting, I'm I think I'm onto something. They're not gonna do it, no, but I, I think would you love are to something. see Dubai. I'd have yeah. Some I, say, I agree. And you could bring a little turkey in there to get some of that Eastern Europe and you could you could even bring back I don't even remember the guy's name in Grand Theft Auto 4, right? Because I'm pretty sure he was Eastern European. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah. I, like, they could do some cool things. I don't want to see him go back to Vice City. Um, Vice yeah. City was great for what go it was. New. But, yeah, somewhere new no, is my chance. biggest. I will, so. I'm shocked. I actually really strongly agree with Bubble Boy here, you guys. He actually has a great idea. Mark it on your I calendar. Like February Out 10th of all the other happened. ideas I've heard on other podcasts, I do like the idea of it being set out there in the UAE. Um, Jose, any thoughts on this or? No, I mean, I think I'm very excited for what they do for next. I, I don't have a really yeah. pull either way. I, I, I think you guys are right that they're going to hit it out of the park. I mean, I'm curious to see if they will try to keep it U.S. side, like stateside, you know what I mean, in terms of like the locations or if they really will do it for what Forza did and say we're going to go worldwide with it. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they go there, but I'm sure they're going to do great. I still think we're years out from GTA 6. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really do. Like they're just... yeah. I, I was not to totally to defer, but I was listening to this other podcast. They were talking about Destiny, and they were talking about when they released it in 2014. They literally said, upon release, this is a minimum 10 year game. Like they said, we're we're calling it right now. And so when you think about that logic, I know GTA 5 has been a long time, but that's they that's the scope of. That. I know, I know, but that's the scope of games nowadays, right? It's not like they're going to be releasing every couple of years yeah. for these kind of massive games. So anyway, excited to see what comes. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's going to be it and then that's going to be our grand theft auto for the next 10 years again um i guess we'll just jump into the story that jose just wrote in here jose why don't you tell me about this very quickly so basically jose just shared a story here Fifty thousand players sign a battlefield 2442 petition demanding refunds from ea you know what i might have to sign this petition because i don't think i've <laughs> yeah. added more than Changed five hours buddy. to what i've played um I say, like, why did you want to bring this up? Do you think EA will actually refund the the money? Because I don't think they give a caca. <laughs> so I, the reason I put it in here is I was watching IGN earlier, and they met, they mentioned this on there. So credit to um, Nars on on IGN, who she was the one who read the story, um, and they they said the 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 survey sorry petition is now raised over sixty thousand. So it's it's rapidly increasing, and basically the premise is that. Um, the players feel that, quote, EA's release of Battlefield 2042 was a mockery of every customer who purchased this video game for $70 or more due to EA's false advertising. And basically, they're just a lot of what we've, we've joked about, honestly. But realistically, like, people were just so hyped that they're like, yep, I'm buying the year-long Battle Pass. I'm jumping on on day one. And then it, it was so broken in the beta. Jose, what kind, kind of, like, of people actually did that? Do you know anybody? I mean, I, th I think a guy, his name stands with uh, <laughs> Rejolly. Re I don't know who that is. Um, but just, it's, the reason I put it in here is because Dan asked a great question. Do you think they'll actually refund it? My heart of hearts, no. Right, that's, that's, that's the risk of buying games. But I would say, think about Cyberpunk. They did that with Cyberpunk. They did actually issue some refunds. It's just different yeah. though, right? I just, but Cyberpunk I don't know. Cyberpunk was really broke, like on a performance level. This game performs. It doesn't perform well, but it performs, uh, guys. This That's game, what she said. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I was hyped for this. Like I said, I thought this game was going to annihilate Halo's multiplayer. It's. I just, thought it was going to give real comp competition, and it's, it's not even just close. So sad, you guys. I don't even know how to describe it. Like. Like I said, Miggy said it's got no soul, and that's just the it's 
it's not very fun. You don't feel like you're getting rewards. Jose, what I could see happening is that it's going to go, it has to go free to play. And then they were going to give anybody who purchased it, you get a free battle pass or something along For those lines. For a year or something. Probably, yeah, exactly. I could see that like, too. That like, that's probably what like with the Master Chief Collection member they gave out you got you got Halo ODST you got Reach you got stuff like that all for as long as you played so I don't know man it's just so sad like Bacon mentioned earlier too the Battlefield was one of my favorite games like I I might have had that above all other multiplayer games on my favorite multiplayer games of all times Battlefield Bad Company two man I spent so much time in that that game was so perfect to me with rush and the game modes and the balance and the vehicles and the tactics and then battlefield three and battlefield four all great games but battlefield four launched pretty broken too but at least i don't know it had it was fun to play like this one you guys when i play it i'm like i'd rather play something else it's just not good chance any thoughts i actually i don't even have to ask you you hate this game you're like rubbing it in my face this was my biggest mistake was buying it i i mean they got me I, I did think that there was potential in this game. All they had to do was just nail the the core basics. That's all you had to do. Just give us another Battlefield Modern, you know, four, three or four, or Bad Company. That's all they had to do. They, they didn't have to do a Battle Royale. They didn't have to do this new extraction mode. I don't even know what it's called now where nobody plays. And I remember me, Alan, and Miggy were trying to play, and we just waited with this fourth guy, and then we never got into a game for like 10 minutes. Like, it's that bad, you guys. Just give us one of those. That's all they had to do. And they, I don't know. Any closing thoughts, Jose? No, I just it makes me curious about the future of Battlefield. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of one of those like I know we joke about getting diced, but that was the most <laughs> like that that was playful, right? That the, it was a joeful. Yeah, like, no, it's going to now... be broken upon launch and they'll fix it quickly because of server issues. And and now becoming diced has become a much more severe thing. That like, yeah, it's scary. And and earlier in this article, it they is. mentioned basically that what they need right now is Battle Bat, Star Wars Battlefront Battlefront Three. And I don't know if I agree with that. I just, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to totally just leave Battlefield for a while. Like, just let it yeah, set aside to. and let's work on some other stuff. You got to get some credibility back. I don't know. We'll see. That's. A, a nice I mean, we are right. all Star Wars simps. I, I, would any of us buy Battlefront 3? I wouldn't. I, no. Not day one, like, for sure. I, I, no. And I think, and I we're going to touch on it later, but. But what's worse, though, Chance, is Battlefront 2 is a better game than Oh, I'm sure. By I'm sure. Like, I mean, I actually know this because I played them both. Yeah. About it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, and so EA, strong, uh, all I'm going to say is EA, take notes um, on this show because we're going to talk about a company later who admits their mistakes and how it saved the entire mm-hmm. thing. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not yeah, trying to spoil uh, yeah. nothing, but just saying. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it going with that. Uh, now we're rolling into the Microsoft Xbox focus stuff now. And I just wanted to bring this up because it kind of tied into what we talked about last week, but I guess it's official now. And this is coming from good old Tom Warren over at The Verge. If you guys aren't following him, he's a great source for everything Xbox and Microsoft on Twitter. I highly recommend following Tom Warren at Tom Warren on Twitter. Microsoft is keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation because it wants more Minecraft. As Microsoft President Brad Smith revealed yesterday, quote, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. That commitment extends into the future too. Quote, and we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love, says Smith. 
If it wasn't clear enough, Smith revealed Microsoft's emerging game strategy in an interview with CNBC. Quote, great titles like Call of Duty from Activision Blizzard will continue to be available on the PlayStation, says Smith, and we'd like to bring to Nintendo devices. We'd like to bring other popular titles that Activision Blizzard has and ensure they continue to be available on PlayStation and that they become available on Nintendo. He then compares Microsoft's Minecraft acquisition, which was Satya Nadella's first big deal as CEO, to the upcoming Activision Blizzard deal. That acquisition, I think, is a clear indicator of what we hope to do if we acquire Activision Blizzard, explains Smith. Invest even more in innovation, bring to more people, bring it to more platforms, and make it even more useful and hopefully delightful for people who use it. Uh, we we definitely talked about this a lot last week, you guys, but I just wanted to get your uh, take on hearing it officially that it sounds like it's going to be multi-platform, just like Destiny is going to continue to be multi-platform. Microsoft, to me, wins regardless. They're going to be making all kinds of money. We're going to win as an Xbox player because we're just not going to have to pay for these games. We're just going to get it on Game Pass. But I wanted to ask, do you think it's a big deal that Activision is going to be multi-platform? And how does this? why do you think the Bethesda deal was a little bit more different where they're locking those IP down. So Chance, why don't, what do you think about that? Because I think, and it, it goes a lot to, I'll use the word portfolio, right? And when they're sitting down and they're saying, these are all the things that we have in our portfolio and these are all the things that we stand for, it's okay to have one or two exclusives, right? Like Sony is not giving up their God of War. They're not giving up their Last of Us. Microsoft's not giving up I don't know what right now, probably Gears. I, I think Halo is going to be gonna be multi... And I would want Halo to be multi-platform. I really do. I would love to... And here's my next point with it. What I think would be really fun about the multi-platform stuff, and maybe there's console exclusives. I like that idea. But wouldn't it be cool if we could play Halo and it's not just the servers where you see you're cross-platforming with PC players, but now like, hey... Who right now, nationally, on average, who's winning? PlayStation players or Xbox players? And what's the average KDR for Xbox players versus average KDR for PlayStation players? And this week, you know, if can Xbox players beat PlayStation players in the number of kills they get or something? Like you could do some really fun things that encourage more gaming and encourage more like getting along. And not just be like, this is my exclusive, right? But I, that all that being said, I'm still psyched that Starfield is <laughs> coming our way. Yeah, exactly. Coming to Game Pass. <laughs> I, I agree. And I mean, Jose, what do you, what do you think about the questions I asked? About, uh, I mean, you know, I think first off, it, we have to... And them announcing it. We have to tip our hats to uh, good old Joseph Moran, man. This is exactly, literally exactly what he said to us last week. He has said... People don't care about the box. They care about the services because that's really long-term where the money's at. And, you know, something that I was trying to understand, a, a lot of the term has come out that, like, like Sony wants 10 live service games over the next 10 years. Or not 10 years, four years, right? Five years? I just, whatever the time scale. I was trying to, I was trying to understand what, what do they mean by live service games. They're talking about games that don't end. Right, so Destiny is an example of that in the sense that yes, there is a story, yes, there have been DLCs, but ultimately the game has just continued. They just they add a new world, they add a new story, they add a new boss, they add a new villain. Like that's what a live service game is, and so it is a really audacious game, goal for Sony to do that. I was just gonna say like games that bring us back every like I'm gonna check out what Halo's little 
exactly. thing is this week for me to win if I complete all the challenges. It's a flag background. It's dumb. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, I did that last <laughs> night and yeah, me too. went back to dying um, light. But, but I think ultimately what, it, you know, what, to your question of like, why, why, with Call of, why is Call of Duty different? And one of the best examples I can give you is that it's, the, it's old. Call of Duty has been on all these systems for over 20 years. That's a huge long time even in this gaming space. And so I think Xbox realized that while they probably theoretically could cut it off, right, doing so would be so abrupt. And, and you think about it, with this most recent generation Warzone, we're talking about the Warzone generation of, of Call of Duty, we've been able to play cross-platform. Like I remember very significantly the first time I played with my buddies, they were on their PS4 and I was on my Xbox and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like this is the future, we're finally here. Like they, they, they Microsoft clearly saw the vision in that and the value in that and they're saying, Instead of just trying to capitalize and say, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, like Chance said, it's like, yeah, I own it. I want to make a lot of money off it, but I want to share it with the world, including Nintendo and stuff. I think that's such a cool and noble and awesome thing. But again, it is because of money for the record. Like, that's that's why they're doing it. Diwali? Yeah, no, and I was just going to say, I hope Sony, it seems like they're coming around to like, we need to get our games out to as many platforms as possible. Slowly and, you know, fighting it, with like God of War coming to PC how many years later with Horizon coming later, you know, like I feel like maybe there'll be a day where we will play PlayStation games, but who knows? I just wanted to bring it up because they, they, they are talking, you know, very nicely right now. Who knows? Maybe this is to keep the government off them. So make sure this acquisition goes through, but either way, I think yes, Call of Duty, some of these main IPs will continue on multiple platforms, but some of them they might keep to themselves or, release later down the road and i always felt like microsoft and bethesda always kind of had this working relationships like they had uh what was the moral win you know on the original xbox that was a big deal it was only on that that wasn't on any other platform oblivion same thing did oblivion ever make it to ps3 i don't know i can't remember did it chance you would know because you were playing that or was played it i played it so it had to have been okay i didn't have it came later right back then yeah Yeah, so it, it came later but like, I just feel like Bethesda kind of has a heritage with Xbox, um, whereas you know, it's just wild with this with Call of Duty. Like, that's just such a big IP. So let's move on. We this this is going straight to chance, right? Actually, this one's for smelling, right here. This news story, MLB the show, Shohei Otani, a unanimous AL MVP, is your MLB the show cover athlete, and this is coming from the Xbox Wire. And MLB The Show 22 launches day one with Xbox Game Pass. That's right. For the second year in a row, a PlayStation Studios game is launching. I get. I mean, that answers it right there, you guys. On Game Pass, free for everyone on April 5th. And let's just, if you don't know who Shohei Otani is, let's hear about uh, some of his stats here. Shohei Otani's 2021 season was one for the ages, hitting 46 home runs, 100 RBIs, and stealing 26 bases, all while having a 9-2 record on the mound. He's the guy who does it all. He's a pitcher who slaps that bat hardcore in a 3.18 ERA and 156 strikeouts. Vince Lombardi once said, the man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Otani might seem like an overnight success here in the United States, but he's been climbing the impossible mountain since his teenage years, since attending Hanamaki Higashi High School in Japan. He had one of the greatest seasons in MLB history last year, 
Uh, even I knew of him, and I don't pay any attention to the MLB, and I heard about what kind of a beast this guy is. Guys, for you non-sports um, fans or baseball specifically followers, in baseball traditionally, uh, pitchers tend to just pitch. That's all they do. They're not known for hitting at all. They're known for striking out, laying down a bunts, and then okay, you've had occasionally like, oh my gosh, he's hitting like two two twenty five or something. What a freak! Or maybe he's got a couple home runs. And then in the AL, um, they don't even they have the what's the, what's it called? DH designated hitter. They have a designated hitter, so they don't even ha- they don't even have to worry about the pitchers hitting. They have someone hit in their spot or in the NL. Uh, you, the pitchers have to hit, and it's a well, you, you know when you're at, you're like you've got a man on second and third. Oh, your pitcher's up to bat, and there's two outs. Here we go, strikeout, easy out, right? So it's a big deal when a pitcher can do not only pitch and pitch well and get strikeouts, but he can also hit incredibly well. So that's the big deal on him. Chance and for smelling, smelling, I know played this last year. Chance, did you ever play the show, or did you play one game and they're like, yeah, I, I can't do this? I booted it up, and then I remembered I was a Rockies fan, and I. <laughs> unloaded it right off my Xbox again. I, I want to care. I want, I really do. And, and we are all three Rockies fans, and therefore we have no reason to care about baseball. <laughs> Snelling wrote, when are you guys going to talk about um, sports games? And I said, when are they going to make a good one? Like, MLB, the well, show to be is fair, probably, the show is a the fantastic, show is, is a good the game. best, probably the best sports game yes. actually ever, right now. Probably, Absolutely. probably, but, but then oh. it suffers from the fact that we're Rockies fans, and I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe if they make a game about the party deck, we could all buy that, because that's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Be a the party deck is, is the uh, bar area in Coors Field. That's right. where everyone goes. They don't even care. Um, but no, I'm party on the party deck. I'm glad they obviously picked the right cover athlete. Like that was a mm, no brainer. Him being an yep. MVP mm-hmm. was a no brainer. Again, if you're not mm-hmm. a baseball fan, what he did would be like I don't know if Tom Brady also had like 12 sacks and seven yeah, interceptions, yeah, something like that. Like <laughs> it's just unreal. Um, uh-huh. And I hope he can be the start of something different. Um, for baseball, and yeah. yeah, it expands a little bit. I, I know baseball such a traditional sport that where they're just like, we can't so change slow. anything and all this. And don't yeah. get me started on Todd Helton not making the <laughs> Hall of Fame again, and Barry Bonds again, Oof. and his numbers before Oof. steroids could have got. Just stop yeah. with all of it. I, I, so, I. Oh, Pete Rose. Oh, oh, oh. You tell me, you give me a legitimate reason why Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. There isn't one. Everybody's gambling on baseball. (laughs) Yeah. I just, and that's one of those things I'm like, come on, guys. Like, Grandpa can't say the N-word anymore. Just like, you can't keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame anymore. That's just how it goes. Like, we are evolving for the better as a species. Please let baseball follow. But they refuse to. Okay, and also please add co-op and Madden franchise mode. Can we get co-op and Madden? Can we get a good Madden game? My gosh, we could put like, a man on the even, moon. I'm not. Wait, well, we don't even need your input. I know you're not. I'm I know good. you don't like I'm baseball good. or. Anything. I like baseball. <laughs> Hot dogs are delicious, Dan. You no, yeah. He likes to go for the again. This is a typical Colorado baseball. It's a social I'm gonna go activity. for a Rocky Dog, a tornado, and I am going to the party deck. Tornado, like a great time. and actually, uh, side. I pop over to the bar to go. Oh, hello. Yep, real quick. Um, Parmesan tornadoes. Oh, no. Parmesan tornado with mustard and the onions from the hot dog. Okay, all of our listeners, please write in right now which is the best. Seriously, best tornado. uh, Well, Jose, break the tie. What is it? Listeners. It's neither. It's the hot dog. (laughs) 
if you had to pick one, Jose. I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Parmesan. I I would pick Dan on that. Thank on, you. On it's he loves the churro, the American churro. Yeah, that's that's the food um, of my people. <laughs> I love it. Writers, listeners, please write in. A, a tornado basically is this twisted up dough that they slather and butter and dip into a dry rub that you put. And Chance likes this Parmesan. It's way better with, like I said, it's like a giant soft churro. I can't do it. Anyway, um, let's do the final news story. And these are coming soon to Xbox Game Pass for February. February 3rd, this is already here. Contrast. Explore a dreamlike... Oh, this was actually... Uh, I, this was what's uh, We Happy Few. What's that studio that Microsoft acquired? Oh, this is their first game. Explore a dreamlike... Ve- Jose, what is that word? Vaudevillian. Vaudevillian world. What does that mean? It's a time period. It's like a I know, historical what, time period. It's yeah, like... What, uh, what is this? Like a, it looks like, like, like it's... 20s-esque? Like 20s, 30s? France, 20s? Yeah, yeah, okay. And which you can shift... Freely in and out of shadow, tasked with helping a young girl named Dee Dee, you will unravel the mysteries behind her troubled family. Dreamscaper, February 3rd, Cloud Console PC. Uh, last game was Cloud and Console. An endlessly replayable action-like ro- action road-like with a waking, dreaming gameplay cycle. By night, delve deep into your subconscious, facing nightmares in an ever-changing world with unique items, abilities, and challenges. By day, explore the city of Red Haven, build relationships, and unlock permanent upgrades. That actually sounds interesting. Telling Lies, Cloud Console PC on the 3rd. Already out. An investigative thriller game with a non-linear story. Telling Lies revolves around a cache of secretly recorded video conversations starring Logan Marshall Green. Uh, all these people, who cares? Besiege game preview, cloud oh. console, PC on the 10th. What were you going to say, Jose? I, no, I'm excited like for Telling all Lies. Over again. Yeah, Telling no. Lies. Oh, wait, there was one thing. There was a writer's designer of Silent Hill Shattered Memories. I should and say it, something. It's about a live that. action, right? Like, I think it's one of those, like, choose your own adventure. I'm excited. I think oh. I might be able to get Ashley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some of these me. actors, I, I recognize yeah. one of the girl in the bottom right. You're right. It's I not would, necessarily something we're going to love, but it's a way I can But try no, no. And it's, it's a fun. Yeah, no. Yep. Yep. Uh, have, have you, we've played a couple of those. Mm-hmm. What are they called? What um, kind of games are they? Uh, you know the term. Look it up for me, it's chance. Besiege game preview, February 10th. Besiege is a physics building game where you construct war machines to obliterate fortresses, annihilate legions of soldiers, navigate hazards, and solve physics puzzles. Crossfire X. This one's getting some crazy bad reviews. Mixed reviews, not mixed, mostly negative reviews, especially the multiplayer. This just came out. Available day one on Game Pass. Play the first Crossfire X single-player campaign, Operation Catalyst, developed in partnership with Remedy Entertainment. Take control of a global risk unit as they traverse through enemy territory to save their captured teammate and uncover dark secrets of the Blacklist Mercenary Group. I saw Snowbike Mike tweet about this, and he was saying this is like a good 2012 COD old-school campaign, so I'll probably check it out. I mean, it's free on Game Pass, but I've heard... Other than it's pretty bad though. Edge of Eternity Cloud Console, February 10th, day one game pass. Wage epic turn based battles as you follow Darren and Celine on their quest to find a cure 
to the all-consuming corrosion in this grand tale of hope and sacrifice created by a small team of passionate JRPG lovers. Edge of Eternity chance that sounds like a game for you. Skull, the Hero Slayer, February 10th, Cloud Console PC. Skull is a fast-paced action roguelite where losing your head is encouraged. Featuring 100 playable characters, each with their own unique abilities and a ton of items that can create wild synergies. The battles are as electrifying as they are challenging. Looks interesting. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Cloud console PC out today. Or February 10th, sorry. Battle hordes of zombies and monsters and The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. A semi-open world action RPG that tells a new story in the post-apocalyptic town of Wakefield. Playing as teen survivors Jack, Quint, June, or Dirk, you'll explore zombie-infested streets on your quest to stop uh, Malandre, a powerful adversary obtaining the Staff of Doom. Not going to lie, that kind of sounds interesting. Ark, Ultimate Survivor Edition. I thought this game was already out. Cloud Console PC of February 14th. Experience everything that the Ark franchise has to offer with the Game Pass, with Game Pass and this definitive collection. Take and ride primeval creatures as you explore savage lands, team up with other players to compete in epic tribal battles, and travel together on the greatest dinosaur-filled adventure of all time. And lastly, Infernex, cloud console PC on the February 14th, available day one with Game Pass. Infernex is the adventures of a great knight who returns to his homeland only to find it plagued with unholy magic. While on your quest to find and destroy the source of this corruption by any means necessary, you will face ruthless creatures, dangerous beasts, and precarious terrains. Also, some DLC, Grounded Into the Wood update comes out. Microsoft Flight Simulator gets Australia. And there are some Game Pass perks. Smite Season 9 Starter Pass. World of Warships Starter Pack. Fantasy Star Online. And then Leaving game pass we don't usually talk about these i need to do a better job covering this control is leaving game pass if you haven't played that go play that asap i hope it's not gone already these oh these all leave february 15th code vein final fantasy 12 the zodiac age never played it thought about it but nah. the medium chance's favorite game project winter and the falconeer i'm not gonna lie you guys some of these descriptions were pretty dang interesting well written shout out to the people who wrote the descriptions they they got me a little hooked if i didn't have such a massive uh, backlog um i definitely think i would want i'm gonna keep some of these on my list so uh chance edge of eternity tell me you're gonna play it and give us an xrt review yeah i think so but i like i I hope to be able to find the time for it. Um, I will. Well, make... if anyone has time, chance. Oh, stop! I will make time <laughs> for telling lies, which is an a live action investigative thriller, is what the genre, according to Wikipedia. No, and, uh, no, hey, I googled it. Uh, it simulation like a Telltale game. No, no, I'm telling. Keep go. going. It's, and it's that. from the maker of Her Story. It's it's like real footage. Um, yeah, yeah. And are you thinking choose your own adventure? It's kind of, no, it is like that. But there's a just keep going. It's okay. So no, I I hope to play some of those other ones. I will be playing Telling Lies just to to check it out. So um, anything else though? None of the other ones. 
I mean, I we'll talk about what I'm playing later, and I I hope to sink a bunch of hours into that. And then Elden okay. Ring's gonna come out, and then Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I Ooh, I just don't know how I'm really? gonna. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, Jose, what about you? Anything pop out to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the similar place. That's we'll what talk about that when we get to hey uh when we get to uh, <laughs> what we're playing. But uh, I, the Skull game actually looked interesting to me. Again, I just it kind of yeah. looks like a, a couple of games that have come out that I don't like, a, almost like a Hollow Knight, which I, I like that style. But I don't know if I'll sink a bunch of hours. I actually the same as you did. I was really interested in the Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. I don't know why. Like yes, that seems like a okay. cool game. I definitely probably will check that out. And then the art game. You're right. It's it's already on Game Pass, but this is probably the ultimate edition that they're adding. But I've always oh, wanted yeah, to play everything. it. I just have never gotten there. I don't think it got stellar I know. reviews. I know. But I, I know actually why. did. I think at one point. You tried it? It's just, it's like a survival. Uh, I, I remember trying it in the early Xbox One days, but like, I, I thought yeah, it was that's cool, when it, it came was out so was Xbox One. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys change of plans. Our new XRT homework is we need to play each of us one of these Game Pass games. We need to figure it out. We need to fit it in, Jose. That's we need to said. fit it in, Jose. Okay, yeah, and that was one you. of my gaming resolutions. I was hoping someone yes. would write in and tell we us. We need to right? do it. Okay, so I can last kids. Take, last pick kids a game off of that list. No, I already said it. I already said it. Sorry, Jose. You got to pick a different one, sucker. Um, all right, I'll you can do skull, Jose. Yeah, I'll do skull. I'll do skull. But next, I me doing I'll telling to, lies. Is, this is my or? February game. No, I'm doing another one till March. No, you got to do Edge. You got to do Edge, dude. Yeah. Okay. From now on, we need to do this. It doesn't necessarily have to be in February, but we need to do it yeah, relatively it, soon. It and has I'd to be rather give some we're sort of get input. more in March. Like we yeah, have to. Yeah, I know. It's just gonna it's just gonna it's gonna build up. We need to play more games. We play to win the game, right, Chance? Okay. Let's move on, guys. That was your news for Xbox this week. Any other stories? Thank you, Jose, for adding it in. Chance, you too. Please add stuff in. I like to keep it more Xbox focused because we could talk about so much more out there, but uh, go ahead, Chance. Yep, one quick one. It can be very quick. Who's buying Lord of the Rings? Go. What? Not not me. I don't. No. What? Okay. Never mind. All right. Yeah. Lord of the Rings That's is for good. sale. We don't care. Are you kidding me? Nobody cares about. Oh, are you that? talking about the IP? Yes. Like I thought. Is that what Joseph was talking about too? Yes. Nobody cares. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I will shut my mouth. Overrated films. <laughs> Chapter gosh. five, no, the Red Ring of those. Death. Come on over. Uh, exactly. So let's get into it, guys, for this week's Good Old Days segment. And it actually does relate to the Good Old Days, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be talking, let me just get my notes ready here, about Power On, the story of Xbox. Chapter five, the Red Ring of Death. Let's get into it, gentlemen. Please raise your hand if you'd like to add something because I'm just going to go through the notes. By the way, guys, I was watching this late last night. I wanted to watch the episode next episode so bad. This is such an incredible, again, shout out to Microsoft and Xbox. This is an incredible documentary. And the fact that they got good old, what's his, uh, I can't remember, um, that they got Don Matrick back in this. Nobody has seen him since the horrific Xbox One launch. And when Phil Spencer, literally, he just disappeared when he went to Zynga. And like, I am mad props to him for showing up. I got to say that right away. So, Don, we would love to have an If we got that interview, you guys, XRT would explode. So let's jump into it. Microsoft wanted the 360 to come out 
ahead of the PS3 and start the new generation of consoles. Because of this, there was a domino effect of producing hardware in 11 months and instead of the typical two years required for development and production. Consoles started to fail at the quality check at the end of production and about 50 to 60 out of 100 were passing, the rest failing. This started bone piles of consoles that were failing. So they would just stack up all the, all the consoles that were failing the quality check and by almost, they had about 600,000 consoles of failed quality control uh, bone piles. Go ahead, Jose, in the, yeah. in the warehouses as they're producing these. Yeah, so just for some historical context and, and even modern context, when they were talking about the production, two things to point out. They were like, part of the issue was that Xbox had never built their own stuff like this from the ground up. It, again, like you said, in such a short time. But again, some some um, context is important. They said an one unit was coming off the line every four seconds during the peak of production. Like that is absolutely insane. The amount that are coming off. And so yeah, hearing that only 50 to 60 were actually functional, like that's pretty horrific, but the, the, the speed of which this is all happening was pretty incredible. Um, and, and the rush to market, you know, it's, it's, it's why you could see it. They could see it coming. No one wanted to say it, but they could see it coming. So, at E3 2006, so we already have the, the Xbox 360 came out in 2005, correct? So they'd already been out. We have the famous PlayStation, the infamous, I should say, PlayStation uh, news conference with Ridge Racer and 599 US dollars for the PlayStation 3, you guys. Five ninety nine, and I remember there's a quote, yeah, that uh, I can't. So the guy from um, Attack of the Show, he was like, normally consoles were not coming out at the, you know the five hundred dollar mark, which we're kind of used to now, or the four to five hundred. So this was just absolutely insane. Jack Trenton, I love how they got Jack Trenton on there. He was the CEO. He became the CEO for PlayStation after this horrific Kaka announcements, and he said it was like the Titanic of Kaka to inherit the 599 US dollars in the launch of the PS3. Everyone at Xbox was so happy and super excited about the position of the 360 once they saw this. They thought after this this baffling announcement that they were handed the generation because Jose, how much or chance do you remember how much the 360 came out at? I don't. I'm going to say was it 350? Yes. Okay. No, it was 399. Just, it came out at 399. And okay. then they had a cheaper one too. So after the E3 2006, though, the R-R-O-D starts to happen, the Red Ring of Death, aka also known as the Core Digital Error. And this is where you had Snoop Dogg coming in here, and he was mad as AF, okay, talking about his Red Ring. Microsoft didn't have answers to the Red Ring of Death. They sent out coffins, as people started to call them, to send back their consoles to keep getting them fixed. And people kept asking, and Microsoft kept avoiding well, uh, the questions about why their consoles kept failing and what was going on. What, what, what is going on? What is the red ring of death? Why is this happening so much? Enter Todd, I think it's Homdahl, head of hardware development for Xbox, 1999 to 2014. So he was there for the Xbox One launch as well. He dedicates everything 
to figuring out a solution to the Red Ring of Death. And they finally figured out the problem. The solder connection was breaking between the GPU, and the problem was from the was thermals, but it was from going hot to cold, hot to cold, over and over. Jose, chance anything to add to this so far? Jose, go ahead. Yeah, so two th- two things, well, a couple of things. One thing is, I thought it was hilarious all the video clips they were showing of people when they were getting a red ring. Like the fact that they had footage of like the moment that it happened. I there was one kid who's like the quintessential middle school kid. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's <laughs> yeah. the. I'm on Jack- like it's that kid and it breaks and he's like throwing his controller and stuff like that. But it was crazy that they said statistically the failure rate became 100%. Like effectively yep. everyone that came off the line was breaking. And and that was the part you hit on it was they didn't know. They were like, we don't know why they're breaking. Mm-hmm. Like we don't understand. And, and you're right. It was the solder. But what the challenge was that it was a piece of solder inside of a component. So when they were looking at an open Xbox, they were like, everything looks... Like it should. Why is this breaking? And it turns out it was something inside one of those other pieces that was causing the problem. So I just wanted to add that in there. Chance? I, I can't imagine the amount of stress that they must have been feeling. Uh, Chapo and I, and I know Daniel has also mentioned it, um, we're all in education and, and it's not been the easiest year and we come home very stressed, which is why I love doing this show because it's such a fun escape. Um my goodness, I can't even imagine what it must have been like working on that team. I'm sure they were getting calls every hour from their bosses and their bosses' bosses. Have you figured it out? Have you figured it out? Have you figured it out? When are you going to figure it out? How much is this going to cost? Like, I, I just can't even imagine. And so mad props to them and even more mad props for what you're about to say. So the only solution was to fix every console for free, no questions asked tim stewart finance of at microsoft figured out this is a 1.15 billion dollar problem so peter moore badass head of xbox at the time goes to steve ballmer knowing this and he asks for a billion dollars to fix the catastrophic failure ballmer says yes with no hesitation saving the brand. The 360 warranty extended from one to three years. Replacements for the Red Ring of Death would con- con- continue and conclude all the way through 2011. So that's six years of Red Rings of Death. Um, even with the hu- with this huge problem that was eventually solved, the only thing that would keep support for the 360 are the games and the love slash ease of development for developers to make games for the system. Go ahead, Jose. You know, one, two, well, two things, fun facts. We were talking about the money. They mentioned at one point in the show that of the of the billion dollar cost, the $1.15 billion, $270 million, literally a quarter of that cost was purely shipping. Just the amount of money it was costing them to like ship the consoles, which is crazy. But the other part, like, and this is what you're hitting on, was that in, in all of this, even though it was a catastrophic failure, that was that's a perfect word for it, one thing that they really learned, and it has obviously influenced even in today, is that they realized that this became such a big deal because it showed how passionate people were as gamers about their hobby. Like we joked about Snoop Dogg and Adam Sessler from, from uh, G4 and stuff like that, but it really was. like That's why everyone was so mad. They're like, this was so great. I want to just keep playing it. And that they, even though even though it was a huge hit financially and even though people were definitely really pissed, 
they also were really grateful because they really felt like, oh my God, Xbox is actually just doing the right thing. Like no, no BS, no problems, no questions, just fix it and you're going to get it back eventually and it's going to be okay. Like that was the smartest move they ever had. Yeah. No, and you're right. I remember reading a lot of YouTube comments in this episode and a lot of people were saying like, when Microsoft just fixed my console, like that's how they earned me for life. They just did the right thing. A lot of people were saying like, thank God, you know, they, they extended the warranty and they just fixed it. No questions asked. And like you said, I, people were just sad that they couldn't play their Xbox anymore and that's all they wanted to do. So enter Gears of War and the iconic trailer, the Lancer, the graphics, the grittiness, the story. After Gears came, everyone was developing games for the 360. And then that heads into September 25th, 2007, Halo 3. And I can't remember who said this quote, but video games are not just for the guys. Video games have come of age. $170 million of revenue in 24 hours with the launch of Halo 3, which was the new record for the biggest day in entertainment history. For anything in entertainment, Halo 3 marked the new record for money in a 24-hour period. We had the hardware. We had the right games at the, at the right price, Peter Moore said. And then that is when he left as head of Xbox in 2007 after four years. And shout out, we would love to have Peter Moore on the show. He is an awesome guy. He, I don't know, he went to EA, huge at EA, successful during the glory years of EA at that point. And then he left EA, and then he was, I don't know if you knew this chance, he was the... CEO, or he ran uh, Liverpool Football Club. So I was gonna say, yeah, that talk yeah. about oh, our resume and expansive. I learned yeah. that on the um, that panel. What was the yep. with the the Xbox? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Incredible, just what an incredibly smart guy, as you can tell. Um, and then this is where enter Don Matrick, head of Xbox, 2007 to 2013. And his quote was, he got everyone in an Xbox together. He said, we're not going for 30 million consoles. We're going for 300 million. How? Create casual experiences. Get movies, TV, music, streaming, etc. And this is when we get the partnership. And I remember this. I, this was a big deal. Enter Netflix on your console. Um, Jose, anything to add or chance to this point? Just, just, I, I wasn't, actually wasn't on Xbox at this point. I was still on my PlayStation 3, but mm -hmm. I remember, I remember the idea that we were going to have Netflix and I, and here's the thing. I don't know why I think of it, but Netflix always reminds me of college. Like I remember specifically being in college up in Greeley and constantly getting those like free month things in the mail, like join Netflix, you get it for a free month. And like. I thought it was novel, the idea that I could get a couple DVDs in the mail. And I even tried it when the DVD model was still going. I was like, yeah, it's cool. And I kept it. And then it was really when they got into streaming. I was like, this is pretty cool, man. Like, granted, they don't really have a lot of cool stuff yet. But, like, I see the potential. And clearly Xbox did as well. And I, it actually made me think before I pass it back to Chance. Do you remember we were talking about the Duke, right? And, and the original Xbox where they were like, we got to have that broadband port on the back. That's going to the future. I mean, now look at it. We're talking a decade plus later. Like... How, how much foresight really went into that decision because now that's like Chance and I were having a conversation before the episode today about how he wants to pay 150 bucks just to have an Ethernet port put in his house so he can hardwire his Xbox for internet. Like that, that, that ability to see that technology in such a futuristic light was phenomenal, like absolutely incredible.
Chance, I'm surprised your new build doesn't have like Ethernet ports everywhere. No, it does. Like it only room? there's yeah. there's only one, and it's not on the side of our um, living Console. room where You're the like Xbox one? is. There's only one. Yeah, not in every room. In mm. our house in Parker, there was one in every bedroom mm. in yeah. the living room, and there's even like space down in the basement. No, Lucky. because it's not hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, in our basements, just I never now, used them though. <laughs> it's just now being. Fly. We're just now finishing it, right? So uh, it was. I'm gotcha. trying to get it, yeah, so that I can hardwire in. The only thing I would say, and I'd back up to the beginning of what you were just talking about, is EA take notes, right? Like, you want to know how to build brand loyalty? Everybody who got their Xbox fix for free is. I'm not going to say is an Xbox or Microsoft lifer. But they're definitely gonna remember that. I guarantee. Most it. people, you I make bet, would be honestly. an investment that is that much money, right? Like, I know we kind of talk about how like money isn't necessarily a hurdle for us in gaming anymore, but it's still a huge investment. Four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't just flippantly go and buy that, and if it breaks, be like, oh well, I guess I'm going to Walmart and getting a new one. Like, that's huge. And to admit that you were wrong, wow, right? Like, that's a a thing you learn in yeah. kindergarten and preschool, like, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. Just don't lie about them when you do, and then try and fix it. And to see a billion, multi-billion-dollar company do that, and to think that it wasn't even a question, right? They had that whole episode on those other meetings that were just fire and brimstone. But this was, yep, here's your money, because they knew it would destroy yeah. them if they hadn't. So I, I just, yeah. I love it. And uh, EA, take notes. <laughs> Please, EA. Xbox was having success with games, online, and entertainment. But then, out of left field, enters Nintendo. Mike the Businessman and the Nintendo Wii in 2006. What a horrible commercial, but whatever. For some reason, I don't know why. I mean, they got me too. My parents waited out in line for a Nintendo Wii. And then I sold it a couple months later because it was straight garbage. The Wii is a hit for casuals and broadens the uh, the gaming market. This puts pressure on Xbox. Bill asks, how did we miss motion controls? Enter another cool gimmick, the Kinect. November 10th, the launch of the Kinect. It's so cool, dude. Minority Report, man. They got us with Xbox One. That was us for sure in 2013. In the first 60 days, Jose, 8 million Kinect sensors were sold. This is actually pretty dang impressive to sell this proprietary equipment and compare that to like, I don't even, if someone could look up really quickly, I wonder how many PS, uh, PlayStation VR units were sold yeah, out I, of the 125 million. I was floored million. when they said that number. Floored. <laughs> yeah, did that's you, what? You didn't buy months? one, did you? I, like, oh, 360? No. I, I, no. I floored. I don't know I anybody had who had one. Yeah. Crazy. So the 360 basically dominates the generation. Nothing could stop them heading into the next gen. Dot, dot, dot. TV, 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 TV. The all-in-one system I'd like to introduce. Xbox One. Hey, Don Matrick. Angry Joe is baffled at the end of this episode. I can't believe this press conference. And that leads us into the final episode, which we'll get into next week, the launch of the Xbox 
one. Jose, what are your final thoughts here on the episode and how it concluded? So just a couple or with things. Connect as well, which our show pays you know yeah. a deep tribute to. Let's be real. Yeah, tell tell the in case fans don't know or for for non gamers. Wait, wait, like, let's say that let's say that to a beginning of the show. But we we need okay. no. You can explain now. But we do need to say like. No, 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 we'll do it like, next. We'll do. We, we do should do save that for six. like. No, no, no. You know we should do it. Let's do it on the year anniversary. Oh, that's good. So we we'll can have the whole okay. whole. Yeah, let's save full it there. Circle. Let's save it for that. Anyway, so my two thoughts exactly. were, were two things. One was, you know, when they when the Connect came out, as much as I was like, yeah, that's a cool idea, and like I know the dance games are like the one thing that everybody thinks of when you think about the Connect, where it was like the IR blasters were measuring your your where your body was at, and it's cool. I like I like the dance dance games too, but I remember so specifically when I got our Xbox one that you guys got me for my wedding, we've talked about that before and they were like, we could, you can play with the connect. And I was like, yeah, but I, I don't want to like, I just, I just want to sit on my couch like this with my pants half off, you know what I'm saying? And play games. And, and so it was one of those where like, I, I always appreciate new technology. Like I'm surrounded by technology all the time. I'm fascinated by it. It's a hobby of mine legitimately. But like, even I was like, I don't know, man, but, but here's the other part just to that, you know, the 8 million units, something that eventually came out of the connect that a lot of people don't realize if you're not in tech, yeah, world, I was gonna, gaming world, God, God for it, bringing it up. Thank is you that they were, it. They were really used for like homebrew stuff, meaning like people would hack them and create really cool technologies at home. Some people even started companies that eventually like got bought out by other bigger players. So like in the in the gaming space, that that time has faded, right? We don't we realize connects were just really not the future we thought they were going to be, but they still live on. Like people still buy connects because they use them for the technology that's inside of them. And shout out to Xbox for not only developing that, but having a second generation with the Xbox One that was even better. So I like you said, my last couple of thoughts. This episode I really, really enjoyed because it was the time I lived, right? It was when I was really getting back into this. It was really the precursor to this time in my life where now we're starting the podcast and stuff like such a great episode. And I, you know, it's, I'm curious, like, I wonder if in 10 years they'll be able to make a couple more episodes of this. I mean, not necessarily the same producers and stuff, but just to like measure, like, what about the time where we got into live service gaming? What about the time where we started cross-platforming? Like there's gotta be so Game many pass. very interesting stories that come out of this time period. And I'm, I'm here for it, man. It's been, it's been a great ride. Oh yeah, for sure. I hope they do continue and do a reflections i guess it would be what 20 years later because it's been 20 years for this one chance any closing thoughts on the red ring of death yeah they'll say they'll say um who would have thought starfield lasted 20 years thank you chance for that insight there on starfield guys let's end the show like we always do unless for some reason you are dying to talk about what you've been playing Jose, do you, or Chance, I, did you have something to say? I want to just briefly mention, I, so I did start Dark Souls 3, and it is hard. Like, I'm I'm enjoying it, <laughs> but dude, it is, I get why it's, like, maddeningly frustrating, uh-huh. and I, I'm torn between finishing it ahead of um, Elden Ring, because I'm just excited for Elden Ring, and, yeah. it's, and everything I've heard is it's a lot more uh, accessible, um, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's I, okay. I might, I might just jump into Elden Ring, but I do like yeah, it. No, I, I appreciate everything that happened, for sure. Yeah. I was just going to say quickly, hold on, let me go real quick. I did mention uh, Horizon. I was in Messenger. I liked it a lot. And then I got to a point, it was like a platformer with a boss at the end. Now it's kind of opened up into like an open world where you have to like go back and retrace kind of like a Metroidvania. And I'm like, eh, haven't played it since. So hopefully I'll get back to it. I was enjoying it, but I've just been playing Horizon. I like it. 
I don't think it's this amazing game. I don't think if I hadn't played it, I would have missed out on much, but I'm glad I'm playing it, but I'm getting a lot of Tomb Raider vibes, so that's that's all I've really been playing. And Halo and Destiny for some unknown reason. I was talking to Bacon about this. I don't know why I play that game. I, I really, I don't know. Chance, what have you been playing? Visual stunningness. That's yeah, it play. is beautiful. Um, it is. Well, no, I assumed you wanted me to talk because you said, is there anything you're dying to talk about? And that led me into, yes, I'm playing Dying Light right now, um, which I like. Haven't I've had one bug that I've ran into. I'll talk more about it later, um, probably in a couple episodes. I do want to shout out for Cordy Morgs. He's playing Dark Souls um, on the Switch. If you don't know much about Cordy Morgs, he's the ultimate rage quitter. I thought he was playing Death Door. Death Door. He or must have. Fin- he must have. Okay, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Switch, yeah. Um, and yeah. he could be doing both, yeah. Um, if I could show you, I won't do it, but the texts that I get from him as he's playing Dark Souls, again, Ultimate Rage Quitter, he's like, wow, this is fun. It's really challenging. Wow, I hate this game. Wow, I hate my life. <laughs> just things I can't repeat on the air, right? Like, downward. It is so funny, and I'm just like, yeah. And then, you know, just horrible, 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 horrible. Oh my God, I finally beat it. I am a God. And I'm like, that's what makes those games fun. Like the sense of accomplishment that you feel. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it was hilarious because I'm like, dude, how is this a spoiler? 10 years or however long after this game came out, he didn't know that you could have people invade your game and actually try and kill you or invade your game and help you. And he was like, yeah, I, th- I think I ran off the first guy that came trying to help me. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's how you beat a lot of the bosses is you can't do it alone. So I thought that was uh, funny. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. So shout out, news, Cordy. though, guys. Shout out, Cody Marks. Uh, I pre-ordered Elden Ring. I was just like, screw it. I'm not going to play Sekiro. I'm Look not going to play... Look I'm like, I'm just there. jumping into no. it. Who cares? And if I, I figure if I love Elden Ring, then I can go back. Instead of starting, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to get the latest and greatest and see what all the hype is. And I've been reading some stuff about there. Like, you can create your character which I, in different classes. And I think that's new, right, Chance? Like, they, they didn't really... No, they've had, had classes before. Because okay. they've always had that one that, like, basically just starts with underwear. Um, but... <laughs> I'm it's going champion, one, like I believe, this time. Yeah. So okay. no, they've they've had yeah, that. Cool. But they it's there's not a lot of customization. This time there is a ton of okay, like cosmetic customization custom. yeah, okay. to start. So So yeah. I'm excited. I did pre order it, so hopefully I'll get through Horizon. By the way, guys, the map in Horizon, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's huge, just like, right? What the heck? And all these icons, and I'm like, oh no. This it keeps so it keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it keeps getting bigger. That's what she say. said. <laughs> Uh, but and I have the DLC because it's the game of the year edition with the Frozen Wilds or whatever. I'm like, I'm definitely not going up there. I'm just going to avoid Here's, that chance. Did you play it? I am so glad you said that. And I liked the game. I had the DLC also. I never. I went up. I tr- started climbing the wall because you literally have to like have to climb, climb to all the way there. up there. Uh-huh. And I it. I got up and I was like, I don't care anymore. I think like, I did the first. I was like, this is actually. too big. I don't want to do it anymore. It's too big, Jose. It's just too big. Again? Like, that's what she said. <laughs> you can never anyway. Um, yeah, you can never have enough it, Michael Scott. It no, I <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I did the exact same thing, so don't feel bad if you skip the DLC. Okay, no. I I you're I'm gonna be lucky if I even try to do everything in this. Uh guys, the term I was looking for for one of the games I played was late shift, which is one like Chance was talking about. 
And Late Shift is an interactive FMV video game. FMV was a term full I motion was video, for. yeah. Full motion yeah, video right. video game. So interactive that's FMV. what I was. Did you like yeah. Late Shift? I played that one too. About the guy, the car. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't right? anything crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're fun. Yeah, I will absolutely mm-hmm. tell me how that one is because I would play it too. I will. Usually, like an easy a thousand achievement. By the way. Bubble Boy cheated last month. He got a thousand out thousand of Paw Patrol. So I'm going to go back and play Paw Patrol just so I can how catch that, up with him. First cheating? of all, how is that cheating? And he, I know Second that wasn't, he, Cora was not playing. I know Chan Switten got every achievement because there's no yeah. way. She didn't get all thousand. She got about 600 of it. And then I looked and I was like, I got to well, clean up that, that last one. Let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what has been. What was the best food you had this week? And I've got some exciting news for you guys, so I'll go last here because I am pumped. So go ahead. A chance, go ahead. Well, are we are we getting the love the chicken and pot? Is that, is that Oh love the chicken and Popeyes? Yeah. Uh add one to the list for me, Jose. I'll just tell you straight up. I had Popeyes this week. Oh, that's not it, what so. you're I thought that's what you were saving it for. Was Jose, I had week. Popeyes this week, a spicy love chicken. chicken and Popeyes. Oh, Thank yeah. you very much. I um, went to the tally. I did. I was inspired by the um, everyone making fun of me last week for getting the Colorado instead of the carne asada fries. So I had carne asada fries from Tacos El Matate, um, a gateway staple that is is just fantastic. Um, and Pro Strat, if you order the small carne asada fries to go, they only have one to go size box. So they put which is the large one. So you can order the small for the price of the small and they fill up a large box. Pro Strat, Tacos El Matate, huge shout out. Pro Strat. You know what? I'll go next, Jose. So I just realized this. So on Wednesday, which is our basketball game, I was cruising home and I was like, you know what? All this talk with Joseph about Popeye's last, I got to get it. Got a spicy chicken sandwich. So the problem I have with it now, guys, is I eat it so fast. Like I'm like sad at the end. I'm like, I, I didn't even savor this, you know, like I didn't even get to enjoy it because I'm just shoving it down my throat. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's just done with it. So anyway, the, then I had my basketball game starving afterwards. I forgot to tell you guys this. I'm like, I'm getting Chipotle tonight. Screw it. I'm going to two fast food places in one day. Jose, I go to the Chipotle off of Wadsworth and Hamden. Yep. One car is in there. I'm like, perfect. I'm not going to wait. Just go in, get my burrito. This is perfect. I call Allie. I'm like, what do you want? She's like, you you know I want Chipotle. Of course, you know, 9.39, I want a huge burrito. Walk in. They're like, did you have an online order? And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, we're not taking orders right now. And I was just like, uh, what? What? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we can't take any orders. I'm like, what do you mean we can't take? I'm like, that guy's standing right there picking up an online order. And he's like, oh, no, our system's crashed. We we just can't get, we just, there's nothing we can do. We can't get an order. And then I was just staring at her. and like, just an app, just gutted. You know, I, that's all I wanted was my Chipotle, Jose, for dinner. And I'm like, well, can I make an online order then? And then just get it? And she's like, no, you know, the system. And I'm like. But this guy's, I'm, I'm very confused. At, well, how come this guy's online order is working? The chicken's like, right there. I can see the chicken. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, and like, just, and they're making food change. for something. Just take and I was my 20. Like, yeah. I was like, can I just leave? I thought to myself, can I just leave money here? And can you just make me a stupid freaking burrito? But of course, I only have like $6 in my wallet. So I'm like, okay. Or you just be like, yeah, I had it on the screaming. For- 
Kevin, and you go look at yep, I'll take <laughs> yeah. this. One. I just start raging in the in the parking lot, just screaming. Just imagine a man walking out and just 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 defeated. screams of rage, just anger. And I call Allie, and I'm like, Allie, do you really want me to drive the one off of Union? Like Hell yes, yeah, so you do. What? And what she's is wrong like, with you? exactly. She's like, of course. And so I drive all the way to the one on Union. And my gosh, you guys, they came through. Even though I will say the girl, the poor girl that was working was a little angry. I could tell, but it's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just here to order a burrito. I'm, I, she kept interrupting me. It's like, you don't need to ask me if I want this or this on my burrito. I will tell you, I know, I know the routine. I'm a pro. Don't worry. I will get everything in order. You don't need to worry about me. Can I have chicken? Actually, make that a double. Of course, I'm going to pull that on you. But other than that, I know what's coming. You don't have to ask me. I know the rules, okay? No beans or rice. Yes, I said that once. Are you sure? No beans or No beans or rice, okay? So I got Chipotle. To be fair, that's a confusing rule because that's not normal for the record. The no but I tell them straight up, uh, anyway, had Chipotle. It was delicious. But then, you guys, I just had a great two days in a row here. Tonight, stopped at Costco, Jose, and what did I get? Costco pizza. Hot the dog. Costco cheese pizza. <laughs> good guess, Chance, to be fair. Got the cheese pizza to go. My gosh, it's just so, so delicious. So good, dude. One slice is like 700 calories, but I don't care. I had like five of them. I'm probably going to go have some more right now after Hell this. So yeah. shout out to Costco. Oh, and big news, you guys. Tomorrow we have a date night for Valentine's Day. Guess where we're going? Going to be the best food I had next week. Popeyes. No, Jose. <laughs> You know Del where we were supposed to go. Del yes, Frisco's. we are going yeah, to Del Frisco's. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to blow two hundred dollars. Actually, when you're there, hours. will you try and cancel our reservation for Saturday? Because uh, I struggled. <laughs> I will. That. I'll do yeah, that. Okay, like, hey, you have this sure do this guy. Under, They're Chance gonna be like, Siegel, you can't it. you can't uh, cancel someone. <laughs> be like, and I'm a like, part of the party. Then, how would I know? Shockingly, I would like to make one if you happen to have an opening for. <laughs> okay. Chipotle Bear. What was the best food you had this week? So. Fun story on, um, I think it was Saturday, Sunday, it was Saturday or Sunday this past weekend. Uh, my wife took our daughters to uh, meet another friend to go swimming. They were going to go like an indoor pool, and so I kind of had a couple hours to let kill on myself, which was awesome. And so I, I kind of had been thinking since our episode a couple episodes ago to go about Micro Center. I was like, I've always wanted to go to this Micro Center place in Aurora, but I like don't really have a reason to go. And so like, long story short, I've been looking to buy a 3D printer. Uh, and I know that sounds bizarre. Like why? It's because I'm redoing my bar that I sit in right now and I want to do this very specific theme and I need some very specific decorations that I could probably make with a 3D printer. And so long story short, I was like, I, let's see what I can find. Well, right now, fun fact, if you're in Denver, micro centers have a deal where if you're a first time customer, you can get a 3D printer for a hundred bucks, which is an incredible price. And it's actually a good printer. Like I've, I've been doing research on it. Reviews are great on it. And so I was like, this is it. This is my opportunity. So I got in my car, drove out to micro center and, uh, it is a cool place. Like it's, it's like nerd heaven. Like that's the best way to describe it. Bacon, you, you definitely were right. Like it is a cool place to go. And, um, I mean, basically it's just like a giant, it's kind of like a giant mega Circuit City, Best Buy, Comp USA all rolled into one. And the crazy part is it was packed. I mean, there were people in every aisle, every age group, every nationality. Like, cool. Like, it was a cool place. And they had a pretty cool 3D printing section. So, anyway, fast forward. I finished that. And it's, sure enough, it's lunchtime. And this this micro center is, like, right at the 225, I-25 exchange, which if you're any sort of a map aficionado, I am like a solid eight minutes from the closest Popeye. So I was like, you were right there off of, off of Parker road. Yep, exactly. So yeah. I sure enough <laughs> got into my Jeep and drove over to Popeye's and literally 
my beautiful and wonderful wife, as I'm pulling in, about four months ago, we were at Park Meadows and they're opening up a Popeye's at Park Meadows in the food court, but it was closed. And I was like, dang it, I was so pumped. I was so mad. And so after swimming, she goes there with her friend to go have lunch and she sends me a picture of her eating a sandwich and fries. And I was like, oh my God, it finally opened. And she's like, you want me to bring something? I'm in the Popeye's parking lot. I was like, yep. And so, yes. <laughs> so yes. I, I ordered two sandwiches for myself there and ate them for lunch. And then I had her bring me a spicy one. And I ate it the next day at work for lunch, which was absolutely. That's why I had three to our oh, account this week, boys. Man, it was absolutely. Oh, I, gotta I say, love it, man. Popeyes. Uh, so that was, that was a super thing. Micro Center shout out. And then uh, the other thing, just a quick shout out on Sunday night with my parents, we had King Walk, which is a, a, a Chinese food restaurant in Lakewood. It's one of those like $1.65 a scoop places. But it was actually delicious. And we there was they have a jalapeno chicken, which is like, think like sesame chicken, but with a really spicy sauce. Fantastic. So it's been a great week of food, man. Great, great phenomenal. Week of food the girls get that candy us. chicken? Oh, you know they get that candy chicken. They love it. <laughs> I forgot to say, too, I also had Cafe Giordano. I didn't oh, update yeah. you on that. It was good. I think I want to try something else. I had some kind of spicy pasta, and it was good. I wish the best part was the cheese. If you love cheese, oh, my gosh. They had some cheese melted on it, hands down, the best part of the pasta. Ali had gnocchi with cheese on it, and I was like, I wish I would have got yours. So it was good. I do think it's worth it. I do think it's worth a try for sure. Um Oh, the bread was delicious that they gave with it. Just the soft bread to put some butter on. It was, you know, sometimes those are hit or miss. These were excellent. Um, the meatball were, meatballs were good that the kids had. So, yes, I do recommend it. I want to try something else next time. Mine was good, but everybody else's was better than mine. So, gentlemen, this has been Xbox Record This, episode 41. I had a blast. It was good to be with the trio, the tripod again. Next week, we might have another special guest. Who knows? Mm. Uh you can follow me at Daddy Diwali across all social media. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This everywhere. Please write in, send in your favorite food items, send in some questions, talk to us about your red ring of death days, and uh, help Bubble Boy with his uh, tech problems. Bubble Boy, are you on social media? I tweeted this week, and I got a reply oh from Kyle. No. From Kyle in the oh, PS right. Trophy Room. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yes, Bubble Boy was active for once. So I'm on like, Twitter. I'm like one for one on celebrity. I thought someone replies. hacked his account. He got all these verified. Yeah. yeah. They were like, someone has hacked it. He's like, nope, that was me. Oh, no, that was me. Jose, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, uh, Chipotle underscore bear. And I am trying to be a little more active on there. There's just a lot of great stuff going on in the video game world there. And then on Instagram, I'm failing at my New Year's resolution of posting more <laughs> yeah, there, but do. I'm going to get on it. Chipotle bear on Instagram. You can always find me. As always, Spartans, see you online. See you online. See you online. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Xbox Record This is a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at 
BubbleBoy N7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.